tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Are you looking to grow your business and stay resilient? Look no further than FM Global. With over 180 years of scientific research and engineering expertise, we bring innovative solutions to ensure your commercial property today so you can prosper tomorrow. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. This is News Night. In the next 60 minutes, near chaos in Parliament as sponsors of the anti-LGBTQ bill erupt in anger over the lack of action on the bill, which has been stuck at the consideration stage for months, vowing to go after NPP MPs who are frustrating the bill's progress in their party primaries. Our frustration is that this is not the first time this is happening. It's not the second time. This is the third time. The speaker has given such an instruction and it has been disregarded in his absence. We need to understand from the majority side what their issues with the bill are. We need to understand with those who take the chair when the speaker gives the instruction. We have details of that and there's a shake-up in Parliament's committee leadership. Asera Ajwasafo is made deputy ranking on the powerful Constitutional and Legal Affairs Committee. Farouk Aliou Mahama now heads the Government Assurance Committee. I have details of that massive shake-up in Parliament. Plus, the Interior Minister recommends setting up a committee to deal with the land issues that is underlying the conflict in Inquanta South. Let us set up a committee. I would want Lands Commission to be involved. Let us set up a committee that would do something about the underlying land conflict. And also tonight, the Office of the Special Prosecutor incurs the wrath of the presiding judge of a human rights court in Accra over what the judge describes was of abuse of its powers. We have details as the court says the OSP has no appellate jurisdiction over the High Court to be deciding what the court should do. And in business, oil marketing firms yet to review prices six days after the expected adjustment. And in sports, our players are driving big cars and building mansions. That's board member of Akraha to Folk Vincent Odote as he rejects claims of poor player welfare at the club. You want to stay for that and more here on Newsnight. Your comments, your thoughts are welcome. It's via WhatsApp 055-1111997 on X or social media platforms. Just um, leave your comments there with the hashtag Newsnight. I am MFA Apau. And my name is Evans Menta.
Many thanks for your company once again. We start off from Parliament where there's a lot happening and we start off with the sponsors of the controversial anti-LGBTQ bill erupting in Parliament, furious over the lack of action on the bill. The private member's bill sponsored by Ningo Pram Pram MP and others has been stuck at the consideration stage for months without action. Tonight, just before Parliament will adjourn for the day, Sam George was on his feet. Listen to his concerns. If you are not opposed to it, Mr. Speaker, we are here. The Speaker himself indicated when he was handing over to the first Deputy Speaker that we should take the bill. He's going to meet some guests and return to the House to complete the, the amendments on it. This is something that will take us one hour for three weeks. What is the problem of this August House with dealing with this bill which matters to the Ghanaian people? So, Mr. Speaker, I want to know if there is a problem with us taking this bill once and for all. If there is no problem, let's take it. We've taken other bills with four people sitting Honorable in the chamber. Sam George. So that is uh, Sam George there uh, on the floor of Parliament today. I want to bring in our parliamentary correspondent, Kweku Asante, who is with us now. He witnessed it all on full. Kweku, what was the response of the majority leadership and the deputy speaker presiding? Hello, Kweku. Okay, uh, Kweku, can you hear me? Okay, uh, well, today, as you see, uh, the lines uh, still posing a challenge. Uh, let's see if we can get uh, Kweku on. Uh, but this was an issue on the floor, and because obviously the expectation was that this will be taking before Christmas, because Parliament is uh, is going on recess again, mm -hmm. and that really is a concern. There. If that's, this doesn't happen now, uh, you go on recess, you come back, you're going to prolong uh, this whole conversation around this bill. Kweku, how did the majority side react? Well, the deputy, uh, my majority leader, was on the floor today and uh, had this to say. The committee chair is not available and the directive is that we end with the questions. That is the agreement and we're, we engage and the agreement is we end on questions and we continue tomorrow. We have the whole day tomorrow. We have the whole day tomorrow for other businesses. How long does it take? Less than an hour will be done with the budget, my dear. All the proposed amendments here are in the name of the chairman. All the proposed amendments here are in the name of the chairman. All right? The chairman is not in the house. I'll bring proceedings to a close. And that was the situation in Parliament uh, from the majority side. Uh, Sam George is uh, also joining us now. And uh, Hello, Mr. George, can you hear me? Hi, good evening, Evans. Good evening to your listeners. Great. So what's your concern, really? I mean, from what I understand, this is uh, according to procedure. So, you know, but you're concerned about some possibly individuals maybe holding this back. What really is the issue? Then, Evans, there is absolutely no procedure in what the Honorable Joseph Oseo did today in connivance with the majority leadership at the time. There is no procedure in our standing orders that supports what he's saying. Not our old standing orders or the yet-to-be-approved standing orders support what he did. The Speaker is the lead, is, is, is head of the House. The Speaker, at least on three occasions this morning, while speaking and presiding, the Right Honorable Alban Sumana Bagben, made it clear that we were only going to take one statement we're going to take another a question an urgent question for the minister of trade he had but that he was going to suspend all public business and go and take the playing of some papers and then we will consider a very important bill which has stayed too long before this house the words of the right honorable speaker then the speaker had another engagement he his very good friend the Minister of Defense from South Africa, who had previously been the Speaker of South Africa's Parliament, arrived to pay a curtsy call. So the Speaker rose off from the chair, invited his first deputy, Honorable Joseph Wasewusu, to come and preside. And we saw the Speaker speak to the first deputy before he left. So as soon as the Speaker left, he went to his lobby. I followed up to the Speaker's lobby with Honorable Helen Adwa and Tosso and Honorable De La Soa.
to ask the speaker because the speaker had already this morning indicated to us as sponsors that he was taking the bill today. So we went to him to ask him if the bill will still be taken. And he said he has given express instructions to the first deputy speaker to carry on with the bill and then make sure that he would come back immediately. He finished his meeting with the South African former speaker to conclude the amendments. This was the speaker's directive. This is not the first time. This is the third time. I've, I've held my peace for so long. This is the third time the speaker has given a directive for the bill to be taken and it is flouted by his first deputy speaker in connivance with the majority bench. This attempt to undermine the authority of the speaker as unparliamentary is disgraceful, to say the least. And very suggestive of compromise on the part of certain officers and people in parliament. And we must begin to name and shame and call people out. If they have a problem with the bill, the bill should be taken and they should debate it. They should state their, their problem with the bill on the floor and stop this kind of Machiavellian tactics. They should stop calling sponsors of the bill, including myself, and trying to negotiate with us to drop the bill. It is too late. I it won't Lydia, happen. I heard Lydia Hassan say the committee chair wasn't available, so there was an agreement to end after the questions. Sorry? I heard Lydia Hassan made the point that the committee chair wasn't available and so there was an agreement to end after the questions today that is a blatant bloody lie and a very dishonorable comment to make look people should not take us for fools in this country we've held our peace and held our, our our horses for so long but if people have compromised themselves they cannot compromise the parliament of ghana and they cannot compromise some george when i believe in something and i hold a view i will fight it to the end Listen, the, uh, the amendments are amendments of the committee. And by parliamentary procedure, all amendments of the committee stand in the name of the chairman. However, you don't need the chairman to move the amendments. You don't need it to move. These amendments are amendments that are agreements of the sponsors and the committee. And we all agreed to put it in the name of the chairman because that's parliamentary procedure. There have been times when government bills, government bills have been taken on the floor and the chairman is not around. It is his ranking member, Honorable Ayafo, a member of the NDC, who moves the amendments of the committee on behalf of the chairman. But Hassan says there was, a, is, there was an agreement. a private member's bill. It is not government's bill. So you don't need the government member of parliament to move the amendment. It's a private member's bill. But, but, Sam, but Sam, if there was an agreement, you know, before every day, before you said, the leadership will meet and decide how things play out. If indeed they did meet and agree that because the chairman wasn't there, let's end. Then and I'm saying to you on authority that it is a blatant, bloody lie. And you know this Speaker was setting and talking to your own while sitting in the chair. He's saying that, right, these agreements that the leadership have, don't they have it with the Speaker at conclave? So when did they have that meeting? That gives the directive. That should tell you that somebody is lying to you. If they had an agreement with the speaker, why did the speaker give the directive to the first deputy speaker? So as it stands now, you are approaching the recess before the Christmas break. You're confident that we have, indication, we have indication from the speaker that he would he would precise himself and take this before the before 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 Christmas. Sorry? Before Christmas. Yes. The speaker himself will come and preside over it. The speaker is committed and dedicated to Italian oh, family values. Those who sold themselves for peanuts should come and sit to their dis displeasure at that when the speaker is ruling and sitting in the chair. Uh, Sam John, thank you very much. Uh, we're just trying to get the speaker, uh, the the chairman of the committee, uh, to to talk to us on the subject. Obviously, uh, this is one of those issues, pretty sensitive on the floor, as you've heard. Uh, they articulate. Uh, you've been trying to reach the chairman on this, and it appears that uh, we've been we've been successful in getting him on the phone line now. Let's see if uh, he can hear us at this point. Uh, Mr. Nyamedwinchi, thank you so much for your time here on Newsnight. Hello, Mr. Kwame Nyamedwinchi. Yes. Thank you very much uh, for your time here on Newsnight. So the concern... You sound very faint, please. Is it better now, Mr. Nyumidwenji? 
Yeah, I'll manage. Okay, so it's about the status of this uh, controversial anti-LGBTQI bill. What really now is keeping it? It's been months and it's still at the consideration stage. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you are asking me about the delay because um, George made a press conference. If you want me to answer that, because this is not the only bill that has been uh, um, with Parliament at the consideration stage for months. We have the interstate succession bill, which has also been advertised long time ago for consideration. We have other bills. For instance, we have the Ghana Industrial Property Office bill that the second reading was arrested because we didn't have the numbers. Then we also have the Chartered Institute of Restructuring and Insolvency Practitioners, Ghana Bill 2023, also to be read for justice. Uh, second consideration who should not take more than five minutes other side are also complaining that we don't have the numbers so around this time why there are other things when the budget is read we give precedence we give preference to the budget so it will be very difficult that we may have to depart from uh, other areas but the bill we have unanimously presented it Today I went to Parliament. From there, I went to the Ghana National Fire Service because they had a conference and I needed to represent the minister. At any rate, nobody had intimated that we were going to consider any of these bills. Yesterday, I did a committee meeting for special, uh, the special prosecutor. Tomorrow, for instance, I'm in because I fixed two meetings tomorrow. And uh, it is not likely on the budget, when the budget is read, they will give preference to the budget issues. Otherwise, we cannot do appropriation. And the amendments that we have, but the main reason why I think the proper human sexual rights cannot, and Ghanaian Family uh, Values Bill cannot be prosecuted now is that there is an issue that has been raised and we need to sit again as a committee and iron out that those crises before we can do the consideration but it's from what i'm hearing you say it appears that you're saying that the appropriations the budget the, in, the issues concerning that takes priority over this particular bill as it stands that's now. true that's true that is true yes okay so then we are going is no priority for parliament as we speak that's what you're saying no, when budget is read, when we read the budget, all attention is turned to budget issues. We have to consider the estimates. As I stated, yesterday we met one uh, of our sectors. Tomorrow we are meeting two of our sectors. So, for instance, tomorrow, if leadership agrees that we are going to consider uh, any of these bills that is if you're in need of a property insurance partner to help your business remain resilient fm global is the perfect choice we employ science data and research to help assist you in making informed risk mitigation decisions we will collaborate with you to identify and reduce risks linked to natural disasters while providing solutions that promote a more sustainable future let's prepare to prosper don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC I was standing before the house I may not even be at the house I may be engaged in other activities As I was today So it's not likely that we could finish this before we rise. That is the plain truth. Interesting. So, um, w- w- what you're saying now is that, but but really, I heard you mention no, that there were some key George issues. That B- before then, the, I heard you mention the, that there are some key issues you need to As you need to iron out. Press conference. Mm-hmm. I heard him say that the ranking member is there to prosecute. So, why did he do the press conference? Why doesn't he le- uh, allow the uh, the ranking member? to prosecute the bill. So he doesn't need to accuse Kwame Enyemedu or the chairman of the Constitutional Legal as the person delaying the bill. That's not true. The bill, the concentration of the bill had been advertised throughout our meeting this time. But we are it's hearing you say it's no priority. Throughout. Why but, has it not been prosecuted? But as a chairman, then we are hearing are you say that it's not priority for you. Done at the consideration at second reading. That has not been prosecuted. Why is he not complaining about them? Okay, Mr. Kwame and you, Medwenchi, we are grateful uh, for your time. But really, you talked about the changes, some changes that ought to take place at the committee level before yes, that happens. What are these changes? Raised. What is we the issue exactly? We may not be able to change it. We may not be able to change it. But at least we must meet as a committee. Because when I had the... When the issue was raised personally, and my ranking member also agrees with me that we can't, but we cannot just gross over it. And I've told them, I've told the sponsors, and I've told my ranking member that we could meet on it at least once before we could do that. Even the speaker had called me, I went to his office, and I went to the chambers and said that we could do this very early, our next meeting. Well, what exactly now, is the change? What is the issue, Mr. Nyamedwenchi? Even if I start now and you don't do anything and it's only that bill, we, I cannot conclude it. What is the issue exactly? We have a lot of amendments. You mean the issue that had to be raised? That's, exactly. That's something that should be put before the committee. So when we are done with it, we would bring it out to the public. That is to the plenary. Well... And that's uh, Kwame Nguyen-Medwenchi, chairs that um, uh, Constitutional and Legal Affairs Committee. And uh, that's the concern we've been hearing. Sam George raised. So it doesn't look like it would happen before they rise. I mean, Sam George was hopeful that it would happen, but yeah, it doesn't look like it's no priority. Gave, like the keeper gave the assurance. Mm-hmm. But as you said, the, the chairman says confidently. He has other things he has to deal with. Mm-hmm. Before Christmas. It's no priority now because they're dealing with the budgets and other things. Let's stay in Parliament, MFA, because uh, guess who is back in the leadership position? Sarah Josephu. Sarah Josephu. Well, and there's a shake-up. There's a shake-up of the leadership of the various committee uh, of parliament. And the Dom Kwabenya MP is back on one. Well, and as you know, she's been under fire for being absent from parliament. Nearly a year has now been made a deputy chair of the powerful constitutional legal affairs committee. And the that same is, committee we are talking about. Exactly, the committee we just finished uh, speaking to. And uh, Kwame Nyumindu is the chairman. Is the chair of that particular committee. Uh, Okankwe uh, Central MP Patrick Boama is a new ranking member on the subsidiary legislation committee. And the Yindi MP Farouk Liu Mahama takes over from the Asokwa MP uh, Patricia PJ as chair of the Government Assurances Committee. Uh, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kweku Asante joins us with details of this. Kweku, I mean, uh, we all got a bit surprised when we saw uh, Sarah Josephus name on the list of uh, individuals in the deputy chair position for this very important committee in Parliament, Constitutional Legal Affairs Committee in Parliament. What has been the reaction in Parliament? Was any explanation offered? Uh, 
motion was taken, it was one of those decisions that are not taken with much debate because it is leadership that works on the list of the of the members who have to be on either committees and it hasn't come up with any challenge at all on the floor. And so when this came up on the floor, there was no debate to it at all. But of course, there are numberings around, of course, of minority MPs in particular, who say that despite the strong words used against Sarah Joasafo, once he's back and he's in supporting government business, the majority leadership have all opened their arms to receive her. In fact, Osei Chairman Sabos was quite strong on the floor few months back when he challenged the speaker that the decision of the privileges committee ought to be final. If he had his way, Sarah Joseph would, as of now, not be a member of parliament at all. And so for Sarah Joseph to be back and for state chairman to do U-turn as some NDC MPs will want it to look like and hand her a position in the Committee of Constitutional, Legal and Parliamentary Affairs, a very powerful committee because Parliament deals with a lot of bills, a lot of issues that have to do with legal issues, and that committee starts with that. And she is now the deputy uh, chairperson on that committee. In fact, Evans, last week was when this report and this reconstitution of committees was expected to be made. When the list came out, Sarah Joseph was not the, the vice chair of this committee. And in fact, we saw some scenes on the floor when the documents were circulating in Parliament to MPs to see where they had now been placed. When Sarah got a copy of the report last week, she was not particularly happy, and she actually stood up from where she sat and went straight to the majority chief web, um, Frank Adonpre, accosted him literally. There was some fierce exchange of words while sitting was happening, and they were able to reach some compromise. At the time, when Parliament moved to adopt the report, the majority chief with Frank Adonopoulos was on his feet to say that there are still some further consultations that have to be made on the list that have been agreed on, which did not have address of who was vice chair of that committee. A week on, and the and parliament has now adopted the committee report, and Sarah Adjusafu appears to have gotten what she wanted when she accosted um, uh, Frank Adonopoulos. And now she is the vice chair of that very powerful committee. Constitutional, Legal, and Parliamentary Affairs Committee. And could we put it in even much starker context? This is the same Sarah Jasafo, the uh, majority side, wanted her seat declared vacant uh, just, yes. uh, just a, a, few year, a few months back. In fact, that is not a position they've officially recounted from. They've not officially come out to say we, the, the position we took earlier on to have Jasafo booted out of Parliament is something we've gone out against. Mind you, that report of the of the Privileges Committee that recommended that Sarah Joseph relinquish a seat as member of parliament. It's still in parliament. A vote has not been taken on it, but that committee report has not been withdrawn or anything of the sort. That committee report is still there, authored by MVP MP for Bepoi and first vice, first deputy speaker of parliament, Joseph Osewusu. In fact, it was the speaker of parliament that literally came to the defense of Ajazafo, quote unquote, when she when he ruled that the decision to boot someone out of parliament is not a decision that should be taken by a committee. That is why that committee report is still hanging and the decision has not been taken. But it appears all that is over now. The numbers game is still important. And if Adjuasafo is back and can give the MPP real majority in parliament, because without her, they tie in terms of numbers with the NDC minority, which means they will lose a lot of motions on the floor. And since Adjuasafo officially came back, the fact is she's been coming to Parliament quite diligently. Almost every week, almost every sitting, she's around. It appears she's been forgiven, given the high-ranking position that she's been given now at the Constitutional and Legal Affairs Committee. Quick, we stay with us. We, so we go through the entire leadership, the new committee list, as you have it. But we still have on with, the, with us on the line the chairman of the Constitutional and Legal Affairs Committee of Parliament, and he has a new vice chair in the person of Sarah Joasafo. Let's pick your thought quickly on this, Ms. Enyemedwenchi. Thank you for staying with us. So um, you must be a happy chairman having Sarah Joasafo as your vice. Hello. Hello, Ms. Enyemedwenchi. Yeah. Can you hear me? So I'm saying that you must be a happy chairman for having Adjuasafo as your vice. Your line is very thin. Is it better? I'm asking for your reaction to um, the selection of Adjuasafo as your vice chair. I'm happy, I'm happy to have Adjuasafo as my vice. Um, uh, I think any moment from uh, uh, now, I think that they would, they, the, the report would be taken at the house. Adjuasafo is a seasoned lawyer 
And uh, I know Adwasafu, I've met her severally on other committees, and she's very good on the law. And I am happy to have her. Leadership asked me, and I was happy to have Adwasafu as my vice. And I know she, she would assist her uncle to do good work for Madagan. Well, we'll leave it here because um, of the difficulty in Mr. Um, Yumedu hearing us. But it tells you he's a happy man. He actually was consulted before that decision was taken. And we're still on the line with the other list in terms of um, the new committee leadership. What does it look like, Kweku? Well, Ervan Fedemifar, the Constitutional Parliamentary Affairs Committee, the chair, and Yumedu as we just heard, maintained. He now, has, he now has Sarah Joseph as the deputy. If you look at the Works and Housing Committee, the chairperson, Isaac Kwame Siyama, that is the former sports minister, has been retained as chairman, but he has a new vice chair in the person of Alfred or being brought in the former boss. boss He's now the vice chair on that committee. If you look at the Foreign Affairs Committee, that committee that Blackwell is ranking on, they have a new chairman in the person of Andy Apiakubi, the person who led the, the, the crusade to Afghan Ophiriata sacked a finance minister, he is the new chairperson. The vice chair is Dixon Adamabuzi, the MP for Anasotium. If you look at the Employment, Social Welfare and State Enterprises Committee, the new chairperson is Eugene Guachi, entry, the MP for Subin, and the vice chair, Samuel Erickson Abaka, has been retained. The chair of that committee used to be the late Kumehu MP who lost his life early on this year, and, and he has been changed. If you look at the Youth, Sports and Culture Committee, the chairman is now Kweku Ejini Boateng, and his vice chair is Benham John Jabba. Subsidiary Legislation Committee, one of the few committees in Parliament that is chaired by the opposition party. The chair is um, uh, uh, Dr. Dominica Yini. The ranking member now is Patrick Obama, and the deputy ranking is Nelson Chebe. The Government Assurance Committee will now be chaired by Farouk Ali Obama, with Yelvio Baligi Bache as the vice chair. And then finally, the Gender and Children Committee will now be chaired by Patricia P.J., and then the deputy will be Charles Achampon. All other committees and their chairpersons have been retained. These are the committees that have seen changes now. That's Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Sante, and it's key uh, to note um, Eugene Boachiyenchi uh, is the Chairman of the Employment, Social and Welfare uh, you know, and State Enterprises. You know why I'm mentioning that. You, I'm sure you'll talk about it. And then the Foreign Affairs um, Chair now is Andy Apiakubi. And these were the persons that led the Ken Must Go Crusade. The rebels. Yeah, um, the rebels within the NPP. They've all been given positions now, including Sarah Ajwasafo. She's now Vice Chair of the Constitution and Legal Affairs Committee. Yeah, and finally, Interesting yeah. days ahead. In the final year, uh-huh. you need people. You need hands, all hands oh, on deck. Okay. So I guess you need to manage that very, very well. And they're also going for primaries, so we'll see how it goes. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's where the real deal yeah. is. Yeah. The Deputy Secretary of the Party was telling us on Top Story that that's one of the key things that they are very afraid of. I mean, what will happen post the primary? And they've shifted it. They've mm-hmm. shifted it, you know, a few weeks down the line um, to try and sort out all mm-hmm. these All these issues before. You know. And George Yaffe is here with the latest from the world of business. Hello, George. Hi, Evans. And uh, coming up in business, oil marketing firms yet to view prices at pumps six days after the expected adjustment should have taken place. And Ghana City's rate of depreciation slows significantly this week as liquidity improves. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Kingdom Books and Stationery, Sintas Tangs, and Pepsi Dent, Herbal and Charcoal. Kweku at his spunky new office to congratulate him on opening his business and man was I impressed the business is just moving quick the sales customers everything is just working seamlessly the secret hmm, he said it's empty and business broadband in this fast-paced environment we need fast and reliable internet to support all business types no laggy online meetings great download and upload speeds impeccable business management systems all inclusive I mean you can have it all Shout! I signed on immediately <laughs> to enable your business stay ahead and stay connected make sure you're signed on to the best internet made just for businesses mtn business broadband sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.gh and manage your account on my mtn app call 0244-308-111 for more information we are good together everywhere you go
son. We are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also... Are you looking for a trusted property insurance partner to help your business grow and stay resilient? FM Global uses science, data, and research to help you make informed decisions. By working together, FM Global can help you grow your company with confidence and deliver the protection and expertise you need to thrive. We're also here to help you navigate the complex world of ESG. We'll work with you to identify and mitigate risks related to natural disasters and offer solutions that contribute to a more sustainable future. Let's prepare to prosper. Got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationary items from Kingdom, and my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302-764101-764209 or 7627792. Visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. your water needs. Syntex has it all. Syntex tank was first to introduce double layer tank and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana and now introduces the customer specs order which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex tank gives you the biggest warranty of 7 years which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand, Choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough. Get involved and vote in the district level elections to choose assembly members and unit committee members. The Electoral Commission of Ghana is calling on all Ghanaians to vote in the 2023 district-level elections on Tuesday, 19th of December, 2023, from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. to elect new members to the various district assemblies and unit committees in the electoral areas in all polling stations around the country. The ballot paper for the district assembly elections will bear the names of the electoral area and candidates with their photographs for voters to select only one candidate. After that, you go for the ballot paper for the unit committee elections which bears the names of the unit and candidates with their photographs and voters are to select only five candidates on the ballot paper participate actively in selecting your local representatives to the various metropolitan municipal and district assemblies district assembly and unit committee members are your agents of development so go to your polling stations and vote in the district level elections on tuesday 19th december 2023 your vote is your future. <laughs> As the commander-in-chief in my house, I always ensure that I give my family the best. And this includes their television viewing. That's why we watch Go TV. <laughs> Go TV gives you all the local drama on Aquaba Magic. And I watch my favorite cartoons on Go TV. Go TV Super Plus in tea. I get all the Premier League games, La Liga, Serie A, and Europa. This festive season, Yenya Gibruta, Dow, Star 759 Hash, to reconnect today and be part of the excitement. Go TV. Love it. I'm a fool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, oil marketing firms are yet to review their prices at the pumps six days after the expected adjustment should have taken place. Now, based on the price deregulation policy, oil marketing companies were expected to adjust prices for the pumps by December 2, 2023. So what is preventing these firms from carrying out this review? Answers in the following report. Some of the oil marketing companies that Joy Business engaged have maintained that the decision to keep the current prices at the pumps have been influenced by the recent depreciation of the Ghana city. They maintain that even though prices of crude oil and finished refined products have been declining on the international markets, the depreciation of the local currency has made it difficult to pass on the expected benefit to consumers. This is because they will still need a lot more Ghana cities to bring in the same volume of product some two weeks ago, despite the decline in the price on the global market. Some of them have also told joint business that even though the official rate showed that the Ghana city is fairly stable, that is not what happens on the market when it comes to the price quote. Some of the oil marketing companies have also argued that they are struggling to secure dollars to finance their imports. Therefore, all these developments are making it difficult to adjust values at the pumps as expected. Price of the various petroleum products should have gone down from December to 2023. This is based on the industry projection in terms of the development on the global market and the city's performance. Others are worried that any time consumers should witness some significant drop in price of petroleum products at the pumps, it takes quite a lot of time before the oil marketing companies respond. Sometimes, they actually don't review the prices. And that is a business tax report. It might be a good time to find out how the Ghana City performed today on the interbank market and forex. Well, when it comes to transactional rate, the commercial banks are selling a dollar at 12 cities, 8 pesos. However, when you turn to the forex market, a dollar is going for 12 Ghana cities, 35 pesos. Well, the National Pensions Regulatory Authority is linking the strong growth in private sector contribution to the expansion of the economy. It's coming after new Bank of Ghana data showed that private businesses' contribution to SNIT reached 345 million Ghana cities ending September this year. Now, this is the first time in two years that it has reached this level. Fuda Takrofi is the chief executive of the National Pensions Regulatory Authority really excited about it. I mean, today, this, during this program here, uh, the Director General of SNIT alluded to the fact that now private sector contribution is outstripping that of government, which means that the economy is expanding. There is more private sector participation in employment, and that is can only be a good news for the country. Yes. Going forward again, and I ask you this question again, what is being done to ensure that we bring in more private firms, there's compliance and all the rest. Again, as a regulator. What SNIT has done, which is wonderful, is the fact that now they have a, a table at the office of the registrar of companies. So that as soon as a new company is registered, then they are automatically enrolled onto pensions. And that is, has been one of the wonderful stories. That's the reason why the private sector has been growing. Because government, we all know what government, we all know government employment, but it is the private sector that sometimes can be a little bit difficult to reach. So by linking up with the office of the registrar of companies, we're now able in real time to know which companies are now coming on board, who they are employing, and how we can enroll them on to. 
Ifoda Takofi is the chief executive of the National Pensions Regulatory Authority. Economist Dr. Patrick Kasumi says he doesn't see the policy rate coming down anytime soon. A foolish criticism that the Bank of Ghana should have looked at reducing the policy rate to aid lending to businesses, which has hit the lowest in recent time. But Dr. Kasumi insists looking at the policy stance of the Bank of Ghana, reducing the rate anytime soon wouldn't happen. When you look at the framework that we operate, the inflation targeting framework, the policy rate is mostly tied to where the direction of inflation and the risk to inflation. And if you have a target that has an upper band of 10 and you are currently upward of 35%, then you, you, you begin, there's no way you should be expecting that the policy rate should be coming down regardless of how high it is uh, currently. And there isn't a specific time frame as such. I think it depends on when you begin to see inflation come down so substantially, close to where the target should be. So as far as we remain upward of 300% over our, our long medium-term target, I don't see the rate coming down. Mr. Doctor, and that's economist Dr. Patrick Kissim. Let's turn our attention to the stock market because if you had invested from the beginning of this year to now, the returns is pegged at more than 40%. If you also look at the trading on the market in terms of gains, when you look at the monthly report issued by the Ghana Stock Exchange, Ecobank Ghana went up by more than 18%. MTN was more than 2% and also Farmilk was just under a percent. And that's all for business on Newsnight. Back to you, MFA and Evans. You're still live, you're on News 90, so enjoy 99.7 FM. A few of your messages on our WhatsApp console now. And this one from Musa Abatwa in Aswasi says the chairman of the legislative committee has made it clear to us the anti-LGBTQ bill is not a priority to government. Uh, that it means is that government is not interested and committed to pass the bill. Well, we have this one from Kofi Seidu in Konongo also says the lackadaisical attitude adopted by the NPP MPs with regards to the passage of the bill is a clear demonstration that the majority doesn't want the bill passed. And Evans, where are the men that the NPP claims to have? So they are now rewarding an absentee MP with this. I see the NPP has a no man. That's the Kwashi uh, from Idriso. And we have um, some more of your messages uh, that you sent earlier. This one is from Edinam Kofi says, these parliamentarians are taking us for granted, but time will tell. Simple question they can answer. Blame game always. And the final one, um, Katie Hamon and Baumia are putting more pressure on Ghanaians. Minority leader and NDC MP should not support Trade Minister Katie Hamon's decision. Abuchi Philip from Keta. Some of your messages um, that you've sent in via WhatsApp. And you are live here on News 90. So enjoy 99.7 FM. We are also live on Facebook, by the way. Uh, you can also watch MFA Pao's lovely dress uh, tonight Thank you. on News <laughs> Night. Well, the National Democratic Congress is tonight intensifying its protest against the legislative instrument that proposes to impose restrictions on the importation of some 24 essential items. The party has been addressing a news conference today. My colleague Kenneth J.C. was at the press conference and joins us in the studio with more. And Kenneth, uh, the minority level speaker today, and we're now going to see protests and the rallying guidance for this. Right. So they're saying that essentially they do not have the numbers in Parliament to be able to overturn this because they will be needing two-thirds majority in Parliament. And now they have uh, 130 apiece, both the MPP and NDC. So they are calling on Ghanaians to rally behind them because it's not a matter of uh, NDC or NPP. It's going to affect the entire population. So they want the entire public to uh, sort of demonstrate against the passage of this legislative instrument. Colleagues, we can't fight this alone. We in the NDC in Parliament cannot fight this alone. The Constitution is clear on this matter. Before we torpedo this legislative instrument through parliamentary process, it will require two-thirds majority to overturn it. The NDC members uh, we, our number is 137. We do not have two thirds. And so we alone cannot stop this. So far, we have used strategies in Parliament to curtail the lane. It cannot continue. All what we are asking is that we can't do this alone. So join us. Join us. 
our brothers and sisters from the media, join us. Let us stop this obnoxious legislative instrument. And they also spelt out why this is necessary, uh, in their view, right. in terms of the impact that this right. will have. Right. They did mention that uh, it's going to affect trade because most of our consumption, uh, uh, you know, imported into the country from poultry to eggs to meat to cereal to everything. So if this ban is put in place, it's not going to only affect businesses, but it is also going to affect the ordinary Guinean and also the pockets of businessmen and women in the country. Clearly, the proposed legislative instrument on the import restrictions is completely unwarranted and unwelcome. We in the NDC cannot welcome this legislative instrument. Already, importers and business community have amply demonstrated how these regulations lack broad consultation and consensus. We therefore call on government to redraw these regulations immediately and broaden its engagement with all key, or key stakeholders. We call on the Trade Union Congress, the TUC, the civil society organizations, the CSOs, traditional authorities, the clergy, such as the Catholic Bishop Conference, the Apostolic Fathers, and all clergy, clergy, chief imam, and everyone else, and all progressive forces to speak up and join the NDC minority to reject this obnoxious import restriction regulation in the supreme interest of our dear country. And that, by the way, is the minority that Keisha Latter forcing. Let's head to the Upper West Region now and the deplorable nature of the Tuasa Bulinga Road in the Wa East District of the region is impeding healthcare delivery in the area. The common means of transport at Tuasa area, tricycles and motorbikes due to the deplorable nature. Now, Joy News Upper West Regional Correspondent Rafiq Salam took a trip to Tuasa and bumped into one of these pregnant women who fell off the motorbike and file this report. Despite the claim of the Wa'i district being one of the breadbaskets of the Upper West Region, having access to its communities and the farms is a Herculean task. The Tuasa community is some four kilometers away from Bulige, which lies on the main road from Wa heading to the Kulun Bridge. The road is muddy, bumpy, and replete with corrugations making it difficult for road users to apply it. You can see how the place is. You can see that they have to put some of the, uh, the tricycle to move around uh, the area. Because it's muddy and vehicles and also tricycles are getting stuck in the area. It's when, it's, when it rains here, this particular um, area, it's, it's difficult to ride through. And especially when you are carrying people, and sometimes you just have to reduce your gear and use your two legs to support yourself in the mud until you get to a very um, good ground. Uh, apart from that, if you try to do any other means, you will fall down. Sometimes that you fell on the way, several times, like uh, almost every day. The last I had to remove my mud guard because the mud got stuck. My tires couldn't roll, so I have to just spoil it and then before I was able to move. This heavily pregnant woman who fell off a few minutes ago from the motorbike riding with her husband to bullying for antenatal service. The road is no good. We tried to negotiate a cave and we fell off. I've even sustained some bruises in my knees. Salah attempted to show me. She has fears for her life and the unborn baby. Her husband is equal worried about the poor nature of the road. Member of Parliament for Wise Constituency, Dr. Godfrey Sadi Jasao, bemoaned the posted object was Bulega Road and other roads in the constituency, calling on the government to take a special interest in roads in the area to ameliorate the sufferings of the people. So this is a daily occurrence, Joy News. This is a daily occurrence. One of the, the challenges, the problems that this situation throws out is that it's putting a lot of human life at risk. Sick women, sick children, sick men are not able to access 
the healthcare facility and healthcare service because of the nature of these roads. And so that's a clear ex ex uh, that's a clear demonstration of what we are going through. Reporting for Joy News, Rafik Salam, Tosa. Um, and that's a story that you can find across our many social media platforms on Facebook, on YouTube. You should watch it for yourself. It's a pretty heart-wrenching story indeed to see how the pregnant woman falls off and the injuries that she sustains. It's also going to be on Joy Prime. Ms. Bao is here with Sports. Hello, Yvonne. Well, uh, let me just bring you a very interesting story from the camp of Hatterfolk. Now, in recent time, they've been accused of some poor player welfare and uh, the board member, Vincent Odote, has been reacting to those claims in the media that the club has not been taking good care of the players. Well, he says they have been paying their players well. In fact, some of the players, because of how well they're paying them, are now buying cars and building houses. And he insists that um, it's part of effort to try and get the club to achieve more success in the future. Artful. Now, everything is in place for the club to be successful. Everything is in place for the club to be successful. House of players who have not traveled abroad before are building houses. Uh, but they, have, they, they, they are buying cars. The players are well paid. We look at their welfare. I mean, I recall a video which was circulated just before the, the season. House of players arriving at their hostel where they were driving cars. And they are, we, we, we think that we have everything in place uh, which is necessary in any, in, 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 in any, uh, any endeavor. Oh, that's uh, Vincent Odote there. Well, let me just take you to the game tonight between Manchester United and Chelsea. Head coach, Chelsea head coach Mauricio Pochettino uh, is looking to break a record that has stood since 2013. Chelsea have not been able to pick a win at Old Trafford since 2013. And uh, Mauricio Pochettino is relishing the opportunity to be able to break that very record. Situations, um, I don't say that it's a good, a good moment to, to go there. The most important is to be ready to compete because we're going to face a team that is going to be tough because they, for sure they want to win and as uh, we are a team that we want to keep our momentum to build from Brighton and and to be high on the on the on the table and for us it's important if we want to be in a different position we, it's a game that we need to go there and try to win. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino there. Well, the game uh, is going to start at 8, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, uh, it's that's going to be an sports. interesting story, yeah. interesting yeah. game, because yeah. I know we're going to lose. Good game, good <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's it for sports. Brought to you by Pepsi and Herbal and Jacko. Thank you, Ms. Bao. Uh, guess who's joining me in the studio? Uh, my colleague, uh, Kojo Nyako. And uh, there's a quote I want to start with. You are abusing your powers. You have no appellate jurisdiction over the High Court. Those are the words of presiding judge of the Human Rights Court, Justice Nicholas Mensah Abudakbi, as he struck out portions of the OSP's affidavit that uh, he claims sought to scandalize the court. This was after the depositions made by the OSP in its affidavit in answer to a human rights action filed by former secretary to the dissolved Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining, Charles Bissu. And Richard, run us through the depositions. Well, sir, Evans, you know that Charles Bissu is in court seeking for the enforcement of his fundamental human right and he's asking for some reliefs. One, to quash or cancel the arrest warrant issued against him by the OSP and quash the OSP's notice declaring him wanted. So in court on Wednesday, the judge indicated that the OSP is abuse, simply abusing its powers with a posture that suggests that it has appellate jurisdiction over the courts. Presiding Judge Justice Mesa Abarapi took issues with paragraphs 21, 22, and 23 of the OSP's affidavit in answer where the OSP claims Charles BCU misled the court into granting an ex parte interim injunction against the OSP on 15 June 2023, restraining the OSP from enforcing a non existent arrest warrant. The OSP in the affidavit stated that it is regrettable that although no court warrant ever issued or existed, the court firmly handed down an order of interim injunction against the OSP 
on an ex-party application to restrain the OSP from discharging its statutory functions for a period of 10 days. So the affidavit of the OSP further contends that it best noting that a copy of the alleged warrant was never exhibited to the ex-party application, but the applicant had to bear the brunt of the judicial order all the same. And so that was what really And the decision of the court was? The court said that the OSP is scandalizing the court and the the, the office of the special prosecutor cannot dictate to the court what the court should be doing. And so it went ahead to strike out the portions of the affidavit of the OSP, the paragraph 21, 22, and 23. Give us some context here. At this particular judge in, in this court, is it one of those courts that the OSP raised in his press conference last week? Essentially. So um, these were the same words the OSP rendered uh, during the press conference. Was, was, these were the words that were repeated in court today and the court was never happy or was not happy uh, with the comments of the Office of the Special Prosecutor. The AG was in court in the same case? So the AG is simply joining the, 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 the suit and so they, they will be back in court next year. Thank you, Marakojo. Well, you know that um, there's a UN peacekeeping ministerial meeting underway in Accra. Evans has been two days, is wrapping up today. There was a press conference um, to wrap it all up. We'll bring that to you subsequently. But as we speak, we got an exclusive, um, you know, opportunity to interact with the U.S. representative um, to the UN. She's also on the Security Council, um, Ambassador Linda Thomas Greenfield. Uh, we interacted with her and on the specific question about Ghana's security situation, especially getting into the election year. This was her response. And taking into consideration what we ought to put in place ahead of the election. Look, as we look at the region, as we look at the neighborhood that Ghana is in, uh, Ghana is relatively stable. And as I said yesterday, Ghana is a country that delivers peace. Uh, you have been an active participant in peacekeeping. I visited a training center yesterday uh, for training police are going out to the, to the field. Uh, Ghana has been a very successful member of the Security Council uh, for the past two years and really worked hard on issues of peace and security across uh, the region but also around the world. Uh, so Ghana I think is in good stead as we uh, move forward in the, in the coming year. Yeah, so that's um, Ambassador Linda Thomas Greenfield. It's a full interview brought to you subsequently, also on myjoyonline.com. That is the final day for Clean Ghana campaign for this year, uh, even though we are also in uh, the Western region amongst others. And we've been to the Okainkwe South constituency today, and there have been some eviction notice that was given. There's more in this report. From a distance, it seems like a solitary makeshift structure at the entrance of the storm drain. However, upon closer inspection, Inspection, it looks like a town suspended over the public storm drain. Let's assume and assume that in the night there is fire outbreak here. Boom! Fire outbreak here. And looking at the population and the number of you people living here, how are you going to live? Escape. The structures supported by old wooden locks houses about 200 people, including children and creeks at every footstep. This potential death trap poses a threat to their lives in the event of any disaster. One resident who resides with his wife and four children explains why they ended up settling there. Maybe our crown wasn't. So, I'm working on new plant station. New plant station? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now we've got to think about that. Why would you Mm, here now. Like, why did you settle here? <laughs> because of to get place to live. That's why we did here. Yeah, please. <laughs> it's, a it's a long story. Expressing concern over the hazardous habitats, the Accra Metropolitan Assembly emphasized the potential danger during flooding. The head of the AMA sanitation team. Joseph Asetanga is unhappy about their living condition. My space emergency Now light in the the last point. So to say more and more you see 
one or two people can escape. From there, hmm, it will go. But let's even stop talking of the company who have got put their investment here. The head of the AMA sanitation team also issued a stern warning asking the residents to evacuate the place within two months. Plus, I have already worked on demolishing this place. And the essence of our presence here, I'm just to ensure that they are aware. We, get, we have marked all the containers. If you get in, you will see. We've marked it. Within the frame of one month, two months, an extra is only two weeks, we'll give it to them. If they fail to get out, we'll come and clear the whole place. Yes. If they fail to live here, you'll see action here. We'll come and clear them all out. Well, and um, next year when it returns, we're hearing from Florence Kuchi who says the campaign team will diversify the language used to educate people. In the meantime, make sure you keep Ghana clean. It's time for Strong and Sassy. Hi, Emma. Hi, Evans. Oh, hello, guys. We miss you. Where did I go? We always look forward to Wednesdays. Yeah, but it's been how many days? It's been like seven. It's very long. Yeah, very long. What are you talking about? We're talking about branding your business ahead of the festive season. So ah. do you spend a lot during Christmas? Yes. Of course. Do you? I think so. I think it's the excitement, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're like buying things. Because you have the money. I don't spend on myself, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, you spend on your family. Family, yeah, children. Friends, kids, all yeah. the things that you I won't buy yeah. January yeah. to November yeah. and Everybody December. Exactly. So we're talking from the business side, the things that you can do if you're on the selling side to pull more customers and stuff. Are you selling anything this Christmas? Oh, yeah, yeah, in a quickie shooter and a quickie clothing. You see? Yes, so what yes. are you doing for, for Christmas? I'm listening, so I want to see. Okay. I want to listen to well, you that's and what we're talking. get all the branding ideas. Well, we're we selling can, branding we ideas, so you can come way. and buy some of that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's tonight's conversation here on Strong and Sassy. Do stay tuned in.